Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson. It is time to get back to work. Had a nice vacation, been gone for uh, a few days since, what, uh, a week ago Friday. Last Friday, so uh, I was off a few days from uh, Friday through uh, through Monday, and a week in between. So whatever, uh, four of those days were spent driving. By the way, <laughs> four of those were uh, spent driving, um, and then uh, four were spent uh, on the beach, near the beach, hanging out with people, making dinner, eating dinner, having a great time, and uh, and had a lot of time to think about a lot of things. And I also had a chance to really, really drive through flyover country. Now I'm from flyover country. I'm from uh, Iowa, and uh, you know lived a large part of my life in the Midwest in Tornado Alley. Uh, 10 years in Missouri, uh, also in Kansas. I've uh, been in Kansas for about seven years. Um, but uh, I had a chance to drive through a number of different states, a number of different states, including um, uh, Arkansas, uh, across lower Missouri, uh, into uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida. And I saw a lot of really uh, interesting things, and it made me realize how much Americans are suffering. My family and I, we, we were able to pay our bills. There have been some times where we have not been able to pay our bills. There have been some times where I've told you on the show that, you know, I, I had to call my wife a time or two not too long ago, and I, and I would say, honey, can I fill the car with gas or should I just put 10 bucks until payday? And she'd say, 10 bucks, just do 10. Now, um, depending on where you are, could be one gallon, could be a gallon and a half, could be two gallons. It's basically about, you know, for $10, you get uh, two gallons across the country. The, the average price, I guess, is in the mid $4, but I saw it uh, up there. Actually, no, 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 it says here, it looks like AAA says that it's uh, to 481 On Saturday, it was 481 So basically, yeah, $10 is going to get you two gallons of gas. This is going to get you very far. And I noticed this on the way back from Florida driving how often we had to stop for gas. And this is very expensive. This is really, really expensive. I didn't pay anything. I never paid lower than $4. Always in the mid $4 range, which is kind of a big deal. And uh, this is causing the cost of a lot of things to raise. A lot of people are completely oblivious to it. A lot of people don't do the grocery shopping. Um, but I do. Today I was at a, a local grocery store and the uh, price of, you know, normal size price of Miracle Whip you know, the, the thing of Miracle Whip you get in the jar, usually about four bucks. Uh, I saw one store, it was six fifty, and they said that was on sale. And then I saw it at Walmart, and I saw it for four sixty, which is more aligned to what I'm used to, although I would say I've always paid less than $4. I know these things. 
I know the, and then I went to a store. They had the apples, the uh, these wonderful apples, and uh, and they are um, they're three dollars and sixty nine cents a pound. They said they were on sale for three sixty nine. Now, normally when I buy apples, I pay a buck sixty nine, buck eighty nine a pound because basically, depending on the size of the apple, you're gonna be paying about uh, you know each each apple a third to a half a pound, depending on you know size of the apple. So it could get very expensive, and I, and I noticed this everywhere. And, and when we were on the beach, we came back from our beach vacation. By the way, Panama City, Florida is where we were and went down to Destin for a day. We stayed in Panama City because it's cheaper uh, than, uh, than Destin. And Destin's a little more high-end, whatever. And, and I met a lot of NASCAR people. And I met a lot of Trump supporters. And I met a lot of black people, met a lot of white people, met a lot of, uh, well, not so many Asian people, but um, people from all over the world, all over the country. And I discovered that, you know, how bad things are for them and you know i've been talking about uh, gas prices certainly gas prices is number one and gas prices are going to cost uh, going to cause everything to cost more that's why uh four dollars and 70 or depending on where you have six dollars and 50 cents for a, a thing of miracle whip or three dollars and 69 cents for a, a pound of apples all of your prices if you haven't noticed yet you need to start paying attention because it's getting big and it's getting ugly it is and as i'm driving further south interesting thing we, we started off counting armadillo carcasses because you know they, they started to creep up north and southern missouri started to see a lot of armadillos armadillos are coming into the uh this you know not the midwest area i guess from uh, texas and other states and so we were counting uh, armadillos right and, and then and then we started counting uh dollar general stores dollar general stores is the next big thing right and, and then we didn't really start counting but notice the absolute poverty along some of the roads we took because we took some back roads on the way down which i was very happy about there were some traffic snarlups on the big road so i took some of the back roads went to uh, lovely little towns like laverne alabama which i love it's fantastic and a whole bunch of other different uh, cities that just kind of drove through some in unbelievable disrepair some poverty stricken listen this is where i'm from i'm from neola iowa and nearby there was Minden, Iowa. And nearby that there was Persia, Iowa. I've been to a million of these little towns. And what I was seeing as I was driving through these towns is that not only is there a Dollar General, sometimes in many cases, that's the only store they got. And then I saw that they, they started to do a kind of a hybrid Dollar General grocery store because that's what people can afford. I mean, these are towns that are too small for a Walmart. If you're going to be at a Walmart, you're going to have to drive 25 miles to get to a Walmart or more. But the Dollar General will suffice. Can you imagine if Dollar General was what you had? Can you imagine going to Dollar General, trying to get by as prices go through the ceiling? Another thing that I saw a lot of, and this is the, it's always a joke when you fix your car uh, with uh, duct tape. You know, you always fix your car with duct tape. I, I mentioned last week uh, on the radio show that I had fixed the front of my car with a couple of tie wraps. You know, those tie wraps you put, not, not the ones with the, uh, you know, the spring rolls. No, no. The, the tie wraps, what they use for uh, handcuffs with the police department now. They, they're using the, those for those. And, and I use some tie wraps instead of duct tape to fix my car because I've got an old car. It's a 2009, and, uh, and I'm just going to drive it because car prices are stupid right now. And I saw a lot of people keeping their cars together. More than I've ever seen. And listen, I, I've, I've been all over the country. I, I've seen every town. I, I've, I come from white trash roots. But I will tell you, I saw a lot of cars where, you know, front bumpers were being held on with tape. I saw cars, you know, this is fairly common. I, I mean, I, I've seen people use a colored cellophane for the a broken taillight. I've seen that a million times. Saw a lot of that now. 
but people are driving cars until they can't drive them anymore because people can't afford used cars. They can't afford the gas to fill the used cars. And I saw, I saw mobile homes that looked like there's no way there could be a human inhabitant at this house. And then I'd see somebody come out of the windows that were covered up to keep the heat out of the rusted uh, trailer skirt around the bottom of the uh, the grass. They, uh, you know, it hasn't been mowed in a while. Maybe they, they don't have a lawnmower. Maybe their landlord don't, won't do it. Maybe they're lazy. I don't know. But I saw a lot of poverty. And so I go to this resort. And I, I enjoy this, this glorious vacation that we saved up for. And I have not had a vacation with my family since around 2010. So my son's 22 years old. My daughter is 16. You do the math. And we took our hard-earned money and we brought our groceries with us. And we brought a cooler and we did all of our cooking with the exception of two meals. One my wife and I went out on and the other one all four of us went on. And it consisted of, uh, you know, some fried appetizers. We just kind of kept it, you know cheap and then i keep hearing about the dismissive attitude of uh, joe biden with regard to just about everything with regard to the uh formula crisis with regard to gas prices and and then he goes to the uh the beach he goes to rehoboth beach in delaware over the weekend i'm so glad that i don't live in uh, washington dc at this point i missed all of the just the radical violence that happened when Donald Trump was elected and during his his uh, term as president, his first term, I should say, uh, and 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 I remember uh, the the COVID. Oh, I miss the COVID. All the COVID crap because Montgomery County, Maryland, where I live, just went bat crap crazy on COVID. And then I we'd go you know we'd like go up to Dewey Beach and uh, we'd we'd spend a week up there with our friends in a condo and, and I'm just really glad that I don't go to Dewey Beach anymore because uh, Joe Biden was there and people had to leave the beach and be, you know put parts of the town had to be cordoned off so uh, President Doofy could enjoy uh, his wife's 71st birthday and it's official gas prices have doubled. Since Joe Biden was installed in office on uh, January the 2021, I, I met some truckers, and one guy said, I'm, I'm going to have to give up trucking. I'm going to have to give up my uh, being an independent-owned operator, and I'm going to have to go to work for a company. And uh, it, it's ugly. It's ugly for people who uh, drive trucks. It's ugly, ugly for uh, businesses that rely on transporting things. Everything you're going to pay for is going to cost more if it doesn't already, and I can't think of anything that has gone down in price since Joe Biden took office. So the headline is, uh, it's becoming even more likely that the national average will reach $5 per gallon. Well, I hate to tell you that, but it's, it's already there. There is a gas station in California charging $10 a gallon. $10 a gallon. I don't know what's going on, but but there is a Chevron station, the coastal village of Mendocino, which is, of course, you know, a tourism destination, 175 miles north of uh, San Francisco, $3 a gallon uh, above the state average of 630 and 478 higher than the national average of 482 so um, uh, individual stations across the country are charging more than the average, including one L.A. station topped uh, $8 on Friday. And then, of course, this uh, Chevron station at $10. Now, uh, it's called uh, Shaver's Auto Body Repair. It's the only one in the tourist haven described uh, on the uh, county website as an enchanted space filled with real unspoiled California opportunities and is routinely considered the most expensive in the nation. Oh, it didn't say that, but it is. 
Judy Schlafer uh, told the San Francisco Gate, or ASFGate.com, I should say, she paid $50,000 for an $8,800 gallon uh, delivery this week. She has 10 days to pay for it. Three months ago, the same would have cost her thirty grand. She said that if she didn't charge nine sixty, she'd be out of business. I'm going to be lucky if I make the year with all the fees, the regulation, the payroll fees. She said, if it continues this way, Mendocino won't have a gas station next year. So clearly, uh, it looks like the cost of doing business in Mendocino quite a bit higher than other places. But of course, uh, the Biden administration will say it was uh, price, price gouging. I, I don't know. Sounds a little high, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me in a town like that. And and I know you're you are uh, uh, probably wondering how did this happen? If you're if you're if you're not a conservative, you're probably wondering how did this happen? Well, you know Joe Biden says it was going to happen. Joe Biden said it was going to happen years ago. He told us, he told us, he told on his campaign that uh, gas prices were going to go up. He was going to get rid of fossil fuels. He was going to get rid of fossil fuels. And they're doing their level best to do just that. Here is, oh, by the way, and this, you know, what we experience is ungodly. Don't get me wrong. Uh, If you fill up your car with just regular 87 octane gas like I do, uh, unbelievable. But diesel, diesel's much worse. And diesel, you have to fill a 500, 600 gallon tank. And when you're, you know, filling tanks that size, it costs a lot of money. Here's a report from NBC about diesel. Here on I-70, a lot of big trucks making the cross-country hauls. But a major increase in diesel prices. With the numbers ticking higher and higher with no end in sight, is hitting them hard. You pay out a lot more because you're doing the same amount of work and and mileage, but you're paying a lot more at the pump. If you got it or use it or wear it or whatever, a truck touched it one time or another. So whether or not you have to buy diesel fuel, the price hike affects your goods, groceries, and services. And I said that it's going to get much bigger and much uglier. And the Democrat Party will try to be the solution, even though they're the cause of the problem. And, and maybe or maybe not, you might get a government check before the end of the year to help you out to get us across the finish line of uh, Election Day. But Joe Biden on Friday said that uh, it's all about Vladimir Putin. It's a lie. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. The price of gas is up $1.40 since the beginning of the year. By the way, I believe the United States under Joe Biden is attempting to extend the length of the war in Ukraine for a number of reasons. When Putin began amassing troops at the Ukrainian border, this is a Putin price hike. That's from MRCTV. No, it's not. No, it started. It was up buck uh, twenty, maybe buck forty, where I was before. Uh, Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine and Joe Biden said nothing about Russia and Ukraine while Vladimir Putin was massing troops after Joe Biden's inauguration on the Ukrainian border said nothing about it gas prices started rising because he made us energy dependent again that's the reason if you don't know that you're an idiot that's just the way it is it's not about Ukraine Never has been about Ukraine. It never has been. We have got a broken supply chain, and I believe it's being intentionally broken. I believe that this baby formula shortage is intentional. I said the next crisis would be food, 
because they need a crisis. And the only thing that could be worse than a gas crisis uh, and, and gas prices would be not having the ability to feed your family. Here is the uh, President Doofy, by the way, here is President Doofy talking about that this weekend. We're in a situation where, you know, because of a war in, uh, in Ukraine, gas prices and food prices are extremely high. There's a lot going on uh, right now, but the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. Yes, but it could be fixed. It could be fixed if the fix wasn't in for higher gas prices. This is uh, Tucker Carlson talking about Jennifer Granholm, our energy secretary, admitting just that. By the way, at the same time, the White House is doing all it can to keep fuel prices high. Biden has just pushed the EU to stop buying Russian oil. It's payback for getting Trump elected. But the effect is to guarantee higher prices on international oil markets. And it means higher prices for you. So this is not an accident. They're doing it on purpose. This is the Green New Deal they couldn't get through Congress. Listen. And the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, the one who owns stock at an electric vehicle manufacturer, even after she took her current job, huh. came out and admitted this out loud this week. What we want to do is to make sure that everyday citizens have access, for example, can get into, can afford an electric vehicle. Where you Now, you tell all of the people that I saw driving across the country, and we put about 2,000 miles on our 19, uh, no, 2011 uh, Toyota. Um, you tell those people who are holding their car together with duct tape. You tell those people who are putting three, 400,000 miles on a car. You tell those people who are walking along the road carrying bags of groceries from the Dollar General, all the people that I saw, you tell them, go buy a $60,000 electric car. You tell people that you, you need to get, you forget the, the window business you have. Forget the drywall uh, business that you have. Forget the, uh, the masonry business that you have. Because uh, you know what? You could forget that effing pickup truck. You could forget that F-350 that you would use to haul all of your gear to a work site. Because you know what? I guess uh, the Democrat Party thinks that uh, unicorns and fairies uh, bring their, uh, the goods to people's homes. Unbelievable. So ungodly out of touch with reality. There's nothing there. There is no electric vehicle there that can fulfill the needs of the American working person. This includes pickup trucks, dump trucks, road graders, bulldozers. Uh, let's talk about fishing boats for crying out loud, let alone, I don't know, tanks and military vehicles. Add all this up together and it's a giant joke. And I am exposing it for what it really is. And it's that bring down the United States of America a little bit more from the dim wit. You wouldn't have to have to worry about the price of gasoline. That we're not at that place yet. You know, you wouldn't have to worry about the price of gasoline if you just buy an electric car. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm not getting an electric car. And it's not, uh, uh, I'm not being uh, environmentally irresponsible. Because the cars that we use today and we drive today are well regulated with regard to emissions and so because there wasn't the lead of the 1970s and the carbon monoxide smog in cities around the country that there that there was in the 1970s now we don't have that now you don't even notice car exhaust generally uh when you're driving behind a car with the windows rolled up obviously you'll smell a little if you have the windows down diesel's a little bit different i get that but our air is clean. We're breathing well. China and India, not so much.
but they're not abiding by the Paris Climate Accord. The internal combustion engine was the greatest invention in the history of mankind. It was. Second, probably the light bulb. There's no shame in the internal combustion engine. It has created life as you know it now. Because otherwise, we'd probably be some sort of a feudal state protected by a king and uh, has to submit your entire life to serfdom. That kind of thing. Hey guys, it's Carson. Have you guys signed up for stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and get discounts you won't find anywhere else. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. Eight and ten Americans say the economy is at the top of their mind. Pete Buttigieg, uh, Transportation Secretary, has done nothing, 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 nothing at all with regard to the supply chain crisis. Nothing. And he should be fired summarily. Uh, he suddenly is getting that inflation might be a big deal. We just saw in Rebecca's piece, President Biden saying he's doing everything he can. He believes he's doing everything he can on his own to combat inflation. But Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna... Really? Uh, on the beach in, uh, in Rehoboth, Delaware, he's doing everything that he can. Oh, and by the way, the White House last week said they were going to pivot to the economy. No presidential administration should ever have to pivot to the economy. The economy and national defense should be front and center every single day. Disagrees. He's saying there's way more we can do. He wrote that in the New York Times. Way more we can do right now to stop inflation, including having various departments, the Department of Energy buy up more petroleum, Department of Agriculture buy up more food, buy up surplus baby formula. Should the president set up the kind of task force uh, that, that Congressman Khanna is talking about and start to... The- we have to buy up surplus baby formula to fill the grocery shelves what the hell those to make those purchases well look the president's made clear that inflation is his no the 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 president has not made anything clear you idiot top economic priority and he's oh let's hear that again let's hear it from him Hanna is talking about and start those to make those purchases well, look, the president's made clear that inflation is his top economic priority. And no, he hasn't. What actions has he done to, uh, to stem it? Not one damned thing. He's laid out a very clear strategy. No, he hasn't. None of his strategies have been clear whatsoever. For doing that. I'm sure additional ideas will be welcomed, uh, especially when they're ideas that come in good faith. Uh, but right now, that, but that, you don't operate in good faith. The president has a, a very clear plan. Now, unfortunately, what is his clear plan? What, what is his clear plan? If his plan is to destroy the economy and impoverish people, 
then he's getting it done. Otherwise, he's effing failing. From the other side of the aisle, what we're seeing is not very much by way of concrete ideas, right? Oh, no, no. We we uh, have them. From Senator Rick Scott about raising taxes on uh, uh, lower and middle income Americans. There's a continued push to uh, uh, reduce or to, to remove the ACA. That is nonsense. That is absolute nonsense, and he knows it. And you have, uh, you know, continued culture wars. But uh, yeah, and who started the culture wars? Who started the culture wars? Who's saying that uh, that uh, black people should hate white people because of the way they were born and the way white people were born and the way either way? Who who's starting the culture wars? Barack Obama started all this nonsense, and we're living it now. You know what what we have in the administration and working with partners of our uh, in Congress who are uh, coming through with a number of good ideas. Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you. And 74% of baby formula products are out of stock. While babies are starving, Joe Biden goes on, uh, goes to the beach. And here he is talking about why there's a baby formula shortage. The question you always, on every single thing, why didn't Jack sooner? Um, Well, I don't think anyone anticipated. Yes, you did, actually. Everybody knew it was going to happen. The impact of... You knew about it last year. People in your administration knew about it last year in October. The shutdown of one facility. uh, And that facility, by the way, is disputing any deaths or illnesses. But the FDA sat on the factory closed. uh, And the the Abbott facility. And it was that. It just started uh, making formula. So, um, like, uh, you know, when they got rid of the the mask uh, uh, mandate and we found out that everything was fine, um, we're going to find out that this baby formula uh, facility can make baby formula just fine. There was never an issue, but it was cracked down on by the FDA, and I believe this is part of a legitimate uh, made-up crisis. Clearly shut down because it was... The formula was questioned in terms of its, its purity. Not at all. Not at all, actually. In fact, this facility is pursuing the federal government for uh, wrongfully closing them down. And so once we learned of the extent of it and how broad it was, we kicked everything into gear. And I think we're, uh, I think we're on the way to be able to... Really, we're 74% out of baby formula products. We've known this for months publicly. You knew it privately since October completely solve the problem. They did, but I didn't. Yeah, whatever. Honestly, it's remarkable. And then he goes to, uh, he goes to Rehoboth Beach this weekend. It really is. Um, it's stunning. It's, uh, it's stunning. Uh, let me see. I think I've got some more audio on the formula thing. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Here she is. Cringe, cringe Jean-Pierre. Uh, since I've been gone, she's been, uh, you know, uh, been uh, the press secretary, and she's doing a terrible job. Uh, here she is repeatedly refusing to say who informed Biden of the baby formula crisis and when. Here it is. Well, I want to just ask this again with all due respect. Yeah. Were you able to speak with the president about when he was informed? What did Biden know, and when did he know it? In April. I hear... He talked about it himself. He said he was informed in April. So I don't, I don't think I need to. Uh, it was much f- uh, sooner than April. Give me a break. To, the president mentioned that. He said that. So I don't need to. April, May, June. Everybody has known. Everybody has known at least since April. Clear that up. You heard directly from the president on that. I ask you at least because you talked yesterday about February 17th mm-hmm. and February 18th. And what we were trying to figure out. Yeah, that's not April. No, that's not April, kids. Is when exactly in April was he told? Was it April 1? Was it April 30th? Was it April 15th? Somewhere else in there. 
I, I don't have a date to share with you. What maybe he thought it was. Maybe it was April first. He thought it was a joke. I can tell you, as he spoke to this yesterday, and he said it, it was in April. So that take that down, matters. Take it down a level to, from him. Okay. Into yeah, yeah. the staff of the White House. And part of the reason there's so much curiosity about this across town is because, as you know, there have been stories written over the last several days and weeks about how things are going here in the West Wing, how things are operating. And so when we ask who was told, either by the FDA or the Department of Health and Human Services or the USDA, here in the West Wing, who was told first? How did that get from that person eventually to the president? As, as completely understandable. There are thousands of things going on. Oh, yeah, there are, government there are thousands of okay. things. We were just talking about Something gun violence. Could prop up suddenly as an unforeseen crisis, like this one. And so we're trying to get a sense of how do things operate here inside the West Wing and how they eventually rise to the level of mm -hmm. presidential involvement that then lead to things like invoking the Defense Production Act five, four or five months after the initial flag. Yes, but if there's a school shooting, he's there the next day. So, Ed. Uh, the oh, she's being a little snarky like Jen Sake. president was briefed through his regular channels. Uh, as he is briefed on countless priorities that the President of the United States has to deal with. They're yeah, but none of them have to do with feeding infants in America. Or countless issues, countless priorities that I talk about here all the time, every day, uh, about different priorities that we have to deal with, whether it's the economy, whether it's COVID. But we have to make sure that uh, uh, athletes born boys can compete with girls. That's really important. Uh, whether it's climate change, uh, whether... Uh, nonsense. Who cares? It's not happening. Hasn't, hasn't happened. It's foreign policy issues that we have to deal with and assess. That is how we run the White House. That's how any White House is run. So they're regular. So it's whatever we whatever we decide to pull out of our rear ends that day. Don't you understand that? Other channels of of White House uh, senior staff, and that's how it gets. And you, and listen to that. Everything she just said completely ignored the question. Uh, that was artful. That was uh, absolutely masterful. I gotta tell you, that was uh, Joseph Goebbels just uh, stopped to spit roasting in hell and uh, turned, uh, rolled the spit over, facing upward. I'm just going to applaud now. Okay, I'm going to applaud. Okay, all right. Return to the basting. All right, there you go. Unbelievable. Wake up. The, the big things that I was, um, when, I, when I talked to folks on vacation at the hotel or whatever, uh, guns, uh, the economy, certainly gas, the economy, number one, guns. Uh, didn't talk a whole lot about abortion, but uh, nobody is for a wholesale abortion. I just didn't, you know, it's not like you're, you're talking to the convenience store and the guy's filling this tank. You don't go, so what do you think about uh, abortion? You, you don't. You go, man, this is expensive. And then you get into a conversation. You know what I'm saying? But people want to know <sighs> they're concerned about the future, but they're not scared. They're concerned about the future, but they're not scared. They know that the in their hearts that the goodness of the country is still there. They are still patriotic Americans, and uh, they still wave the flag uh, very proudly in front of businesses. Uh, they still uh, had them up at this little car wash in a little town in uh, in uh, Arkansas that we drove through. American flags lining the uh, the uh, the way there. Uh, it, it, so people believe in the country. They love the country. They hate what's happening in Washington, D.C. They are concerned about the future of the country, but they're not scared. Do you know why they're not scared? Because they're willing to fight for it. That's why they're not scared. They're willing to step forward and do whatever it takes to take the country back. They are angry. 
they are frustrated and they are not going to give up. They are not going to give up. They're not going to allow people to tell them they can't have their truck anymore, that they need for their business, that they need to have an electric car. Oh, by the way, I drove through thousands by thousands of fields, everything from rice to corn to sorghum to uh, soybeans to wheat, uh, winter wheat up, looking pretty good, actually. And, uh, and uh, all of those fields, none of them had an electric tractor. Never, none of them had an electric four-wheel drive. We flew under a couple of crop dusters, and uh, there are no electric crop dusters available right now. Haven't been invented. Uh, batteries not big enough to carry the weight. We, uh, we flew under uh, countless jets flying overhead, and none of them are electric, filled with passengers. And the only thing that I could say to the people that I met was, change is coming, America's had enough. Don't ever stop being optimistic. Change is going to come. And it's going to come not because we elect someone in Washington, D.C. That's part of it. But change is going to come from you and me. And that means volunteering to work on elections, election day. That means maybe running for city council. Maybe that, that means running for school board. I'm uh, going to attempt to be a member of the Board of Regents at Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you very much. Not so sure if they'll hire me, but you never know. You never know. But uh, I did talk a bunch about uh, guns, and, and I thought a lot about guns also over the break. And I thought about the, uh, the, the Second Amendment. And I reasoned it this way. And I think maybe if you're just going to want to uh, put someone in their place um, rather quickly, uh, this could be part of your, uh, uh, an arrow in your quiver. And that is that the, the founders of the country realized the importance of the, uh, the, the citizenry to arm themselves against a government that was out of control. Uh, they, they recognized it. They, they knew because they were living under that. They were living under that, uh, that government that was totalitarian. Uh, they were taxed without representation. We all know all that stuff. But they also know that they were tyrannical. And if they were going to, if they were going to be able to, to turn it around, then they would have to uh, create a new government. And that's what, uh, that's what they ended up doing. The Declaration of Independence is not a, is not a peaceful uh, doctrine. It is if, you know, if, if the government becomes so overbearing, then you must uh, provide new guards for your own security. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But the Founding Fathers knew that was the most important part of it. It wasn't about hunting or target practice. How stupid and silly that would be to, be, to, to create the, um, the Second Amendment to be able to hunt or to be able to uh, do target practice. Uh, an amendment is a powerful thing. The freedom of speech and assembly, number one, thank you very much. Uh, the ability to defend oneself against enemies, foreign and domestic, uh, is uh, certainly, certainly has to be number two as far as amendments and their enormous importance. And so knowing that the founding fathers created this in case of an overbearing government, the ability to be able to overthrow that government and find new guards, that was paramount. So it provided weapons or the ability for basically any citizen to be able to acquire weapons. Didn't say you can't have this many bullets. It didn't say you can't have this many, this kind of gun. Didn't say anything about it. 
So the founders of the country basically said anyone can have a firearm. The government has provided some restrictions for it, but it did not say that because one person who has a firearm who is insane uh, and performs uh, an act uh, of, of murder or does some sort of act of mass violence, it does not provide for every American to be punished for it. Not one little bit. It's not about that at all. If somebody stabs someone to death, then all knives are not banned. And I'm being absolutely, completely serious because Americans and people around the country uh, find ways to kill one another. And a lot of the times they involve blunt force and stabbings. So why don't we, when someone gets beaten to death with a baseball bat, ban sales uh, outside of uh, uh, sports franchise owners, ban sales of baseball bats? Why can you go into, uh, you know, whatever store, Bed Bath & Beyond, and buy all the uh, knives you want after somebody does, you know, stabs a bunch of people? It's nonsense. Every person in the country is guaranteed by the uh, Second Amendment to be able to possess, to be able to keep and bear arms. There are some restrictions that we have allowed to happen, and that's fine. But to wholesale say no guns at all disarm the populace because of one or two insane people committing an act of mass violence is nonsense. It's tyrannical, and it's nonsense. But I wanted to just kind of give you uh, a little update on the vacation. I'll be sharing more things with you, who I met, uh, of course, all the, uh, the current events, uh, that are going on in the country politically and not politically. I haven't seen Top Gun yet. Looking forward to seeing Top Gun. Didn't get a chance to see it on the vacation. But uh, it sounds like masculinity and sanity and patriotism are making a comeback. So be uh, hopeful about the future of the country. You should be. Okay? With that, I will say adieu, and I will see you again. Make sure to follow me on all social media, at uh, Twitter, at Facebook. I don't use them as much, but I do use them. Uh, get her, G-E-T-T-R, get her. And, of course, Truth Social at Rob Carson Show. In the meantime, guys, God bless you. Have a glorious day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.